Welcome to episode 96 of the Black in Fashion podcast. Thank you everyone for joining us today. I am your host, Lenise Kali A. Um, of course, I cannot start any podcast by acknowledging our amazing Black-owned business sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by the Adorn NYC. It is a natural hair care salon located in Harlem. They have now focused on memberships and a healthy hair care journey. You can check them out online at adornnyc.com and check them out on Instagram. I will have all of their information in the show notes. I am a customer of Adorn. I've been going there faithfully for two years since they opened and I love every part of my hair and my natural hair as well as when I do installations and uh, protective styles. Our second sponsor is the Real Beauty Bar. They are a non-invasive sculpting place. They do a lot of beauty regimens. They do waxing, they do sculpting, they do eyelashes, eyebrows, teeth whitening, you name it. So today I have an amazing guest with me. You guys probably haven't heard from her since the beginning of episodes, probably like around episode like five or six. I have Miss Erica Appleby joining me today um, of ETA Lux and we're going to talk a little bit about our collaboration that we've done over the last uh, few months and as well as some of her new business ventures. Erica, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Thank you for having me, Lenise. It's always a pleasure to be here with you. Amazing. How was your... I feel like we haven't talked in a while, but me and Erica went from talking every week to we haven't spoken. What is <laughs> up, girlfriend? <laughs> Seriously, yeah. It, it, it was like us going from talking every week, checking in, and just kind of like giving our feedback to one another to, like, just getting back to work, right? Like, organizing our thoughts, and I've been good. Um, Everything is falling back into place. I feel really good. Uh, Currently rebranding my clothing line and just putting out some new visuals, and so I feel very confident and blessed to be able to still be creative and do that. Gotcha, gotcha. So, of course, you know, I don't like to start, you know, getting into, like, my little interview questions without getting a little something from you, my little icebreaker. It's called This or That. So you just tell me which Mm -hmm. one you prefer over the other. Are you a skinny leg or flare leg girl? Ooh, that's a difficult one. Um, See what mood I'm in today. Let's go flare. Flare. Are you a side boob (laughs) or under boob girl? Ooh, uh, side boob for sure. Side boob. Hoop or studs? Say that again. Hoop earrings or stud earrings? Hoop earrings, always. And a wedge or a mule? A wedge. A wedge, cute. All yeah. right, so um, get, just to refresh you guys' memory, Erica is um, from Miami. She's a designer. Um, she migrated to New York, uh, worked in the fashion industry for a bit, then went back and went on her entrepreneurship journey in Miami. Um, she has an amazing brand called ETA Lux. Um, and she also does, um, she has a new business venture called uh is it is Lux Art Tech? So if you just want to yes. tell us a little bit about the Lux Art Tech company, just how it was birthed, how it came about, and a little bit about the services. Absolutely. Okay. So Lux Art Tech is a creative design agency. 
um, equipped with fashion resources and um, art and creative resources for creative entrepreneurs. So the idea came about um, at the beginning of the pandemic where I was kind of just sitting at home and really thinking about, um, I, I also mentor um, young women um, along with Lenny. We, we mentor um, young women in a program that we do together, but individually I also um, mentor young women. And so a few of my mentees were coming to me asking me questions, and I just started to really think about the fact that, you know, with all of the different things that are happening with everything in the world, the, the opportunity for people to possibly go back out into school systems or into their, you know, preferred workforces, there would be alternatives. Things would change. And I wanted to be able to have, um, alongside some of the individuals that I love, like Lenise, where you're able to give back to creatives in a major way that's impactful to their education, but also showing them the ins and outs of the industry. Um, and so Love Start Test was born. Uh, right now, we specialize in helping creative entrepreneurs with their branding, doing things like logos and websites, and really getting the background of their business, um, really just kind of giving them clarity um, with their business and getting that funneled out and understanding what it really takes to build a reputable brand that's also memorable. Um, so that's one of the things that we've been working on with our clients right now. We've had an opportunity to do a few websites and really just start working in rebranding people's brands. Um, and we're also looking to excel in giving fashion resources as well because as a designer, um, and working alongside people like Lenise and, you know, a few other people that I work with here in Miami, there is a void, especially in the community that I'm in right now with fashion education. Yes, you can go to school all day, but if you don't have the money to go to school and sometimes if you don't have the resources, you don't know where those things are coming from, um, want to be able to fill those gaps. So, yeah, let's start Tessa's story. Amazing. Love it. Love it. So let's talk about, okay, so me and Erica collaborated over the last uh, few months and we created this fashion and money series. Um, every week we talked about a different um, area of the fashion business as in regards to money, how to allocate your dollars. We talked about credit. We talked about bootstrapping and a lot of different effective ways on how to utilize the money you're working with. Also how to, you know, gain resources for money. So Erica, if you just want to kind of start, um, just talk a little bit about bootstrapping as we discussed, uh, and then we'll kind of go over some of the other main key points. Um, me and Erica created a money manual afterwards that includes a lot of these things as well. And a lot of the information information actually lives right on Erica's Lux Art and Tech Instagram page, which will be listed in the show notes. So if you just want to kind of speak to a little bit of that stuff, that would be great, Erica. Absolutely. So bootstrapping, um, I mean, by definition, it's getting one's self on something or into something in a situation with your existing funds, right? So you want to be able to use the existing funds that you have to either fund your business or fuel your idea. Um, so moving forward, when you're an, a young creative or, I mean, you can be any age, 
but maybe you're new to the creative space and you want to start doing things. Um, one of the things that Lenise and I kind of talked about is the fact that it really takes a lot of money in order for you to build something, um, either a brand or a new company. It takes quite a bit of invest- investment. And so the process to bootstrapping, um, usually as a creative, maybe you have a job, a nine-to-five, or maybe you're a freelancer in some way, and so you're using your existing funds to kind of fuel and fund your business. And some of the things that we spoke about when we were really getting down to the fundamentals is budgeting, really making sure that you have a clear idea of what your budget will be, um, setting money aside, understanding how much things cost, and also going backwards and getting the education. Maybe if you don't know much about financial budgeting, getting the education that you need and using the first initial funds that you want to invest in your business and hiring either a coach or a financial advisor in some sort. Um, Lenise has a great recommendation for an accountant, right? Um, An accountant and financial advisor. And so a lot of those resources as well are things that are in the money manual. But uh, bootstrapping, going back to that, is just you having a certain amount of funds that you have. Like, you know, a great example of that is if you're being paid $100 a week, uh, you want to, you know, split that in half, give yourself 50% going towards your bills, make sure that you're paying those things off because um, your mind and space is important for you to be a creator. You have to have all those things in order for you to be able to create. So keep, keep yourself in a stable environment so that you can continue to create. And then using the remainder of your money uh, to split that apart to either spend on yourself or spend on your business. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Doing those things is the, the start to bootstrapping. Amazing. Amazing. So when uh, me and Erica, we did a, like a series of Instagram lives and we covered just different topics every week, um, bootstrapping being one of them. But we also talk about how credit can affect your business and also how um, to, you know, maybe do like grant writing and having the right um, people around you. So uh, I think one of the things that me and Erica spoke to the most was like me and her Um, definitely tried to figure out everything on our own and we really wanted to like push and share that um, mentorship and that coaching narrative um, that people I think sometimes are afraid of to have that um, person in their lives that we stop them from making the mistakes that maybe me and Erica made when it came to our money so um, her program and different things that she offers is everything is very very much so one-on-one and very inclusive to your brand and can help you work through those dollars and I honestly think that the best money that you can spend starting out is investing in a business coach or a mentor someone that kind of can lead you in the right direction when it comes to how to allocate those dollars my second opinion is to always be a student of your business and understanding everything that you can do um, on your own or learning to do everything on your own um, so that you're not wasting a lot of money outsourcing multiple things um, Eric, I just wanted to kind of get like a little bit of your input on that. Um, do you feel like that, you know, had you had had a mentor or someone um, that was there by by your side that maybe you would have done things differently? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think what I'm learning now, especially as a growing entrepreneur, um, is that 
there is a sense of clarity that comes, and there's a certain mindset that comes along with uh, being a business owner. I think when we get into our creative spaces as creators, we are usually fueled by our emotions, you know? Uh, we want to have the best lines, and we want to have the biggest brands, and we want to, you know, do certain things. But the truth of the matter is there's a whole series that comes behind that, and it's not just about the pretty pictures, it's not just about the pretty logo or what color you're going to paint something. The business essence of it um, really takes a, a mindset shift because uh, at, at least a lot of creators of color, a lot of the business mindsets that we have are bred in black mindsets. And when it comes to to obtaining a certain level of understanding with business, you do have to shift your mind and understand that, you know, maybe you don't have it today and that's okay. You know, that's a lesson for you. Um, but tomorrow you might get 30 orders or 50 orders or have 10 customers coming in. So absolutely, I think, um, now I think I know, said back when I started my brand, I was about, what, 18 years old, so... You know, if I would have had proper mentorship back then to kind of show me along the way, I probably would have done things a lot differently. Um, but I think I think now, uh, with all the growth, that it took me being able to go through those things to now see where I can be an aid and an assistant to other creators, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that And that's what's helped us to create our businesses and, you know, now have them thrive. And so now we have to get coaches for our next level of life. You know, we already did the work, the, mind, the money mindset shifts for us to be able to get to a certain space, and now we have to find coaches that will help us get to multiple figures and having multiple um, employees, like those things. So you need a coach at every single level, no matter where you are in your business. Gotcha. Agree. Yeah. I'm in that place now where I'm just like, help me, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> I need some help. I need I need some direction. I need to know where to go next, what to do. Because I think that once also you get to a certain place in your business, you, you start to kind of figure out what is next, you know? Like, yeah. And I think sometimes when maybe you accomplish your goals too soon, sometimes you even get that piece of you that is not interested anymore and you still want to be involved but not as involved and you kind of go through those transitions so it's good to have somebody there that's going to be like that helping him so erica can you tell me your maybe your favorite part of the money manual and like which is like the the area in which you feel like it needs to be paid the most close attention to Ooh, okay. So in the money manual we have many different categories i would say my favorite, I have two. <laughs> I have two favorite parts, and that's creating a master plan and building financial foundation. I think those two areas are the best parts of the money manual, and I think that's where our uh, customers and clients will really get their, their money's worth because of the fact that it helps you not only to get clarity within your business, but also get clarity in your mindset which is something that both Lenise and I talk about a lot when we were doing our lives, is just the mindset shift. So getting clear is, number one, understanding your purpose and why you're doing this. Um, 
and what those funds will be allocated towards is a great energy push in order for you to have things starting to fall into place. And then setting yourself up with the proper financial foundation is honestly, I mean, it's a no-brainer because once you're, once you have everything behind you set up and your business can flourish, you don't have to worry about those things. You know, you don't have to go back and nitpick or you don't have to um, have money falling down the drain and you're not understanding where it's going. So those fundamentals, I think, is, is where our clients will really get their money towards. How about you? Um, I would say, I think the resources, like, you know, what to use. I think that's probably my favorite part. Yeah. I would say that only because like the systems, like some of the systems that I was using, and not just the resource, but also like the, the merchant and the client management system kind of thing. Cause I just really Mm -hmm. wish that, you know, when I started to grow my clientele that I would have, uh, maybe did a little bit more research on the client structures like the the squares and the honey books and the different things like that because then having to transfer all of that information over into a better system that encompasses all your needs at that time I was thinking very short term on invoicing and client management whereas I feel like you should always think long term so even though you feel like you may not have enough money to you know use a QuickBooks account or you don't have enough clients to have a square account it's always better to get those things ahead of time because the transition from moving all that information emails phone numbers everything over to something that is more seamless is a very hard transition things get lost in the cracks information gets lost um, all type of stuff so I think that's my favorite part is these are the resources that works for a small big growing business the whole shebang yeah I couldn't agree more yeah I just I mean I honestly love love the money manual and checklist and I think it was a it's a great starter standpoint for any creator, no matter if you're in creative endeavor, you're a designer, you're a stylist, no matter what you do, I just, I really feel like it's a great um, starting stepping stone for you to get your feet wet and understanding what it really takes for you to be a, a good business owner. And then of course, you know, in the future, we'll work on other things for other levels, but just understanding that clarity, that foundation, and then getting yourself set up with all the resources that we have in that book. It's 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 just gonna make your business ten times better. For sure. Okay, so last thing before we wrap up, Erica, if you can just go over my segment it's called um it's a, I have a segment called It's a Success and It's a Disaster. If you could just tell us or share with us a story about something that may have went completely to hell in your business, but you learned something from the experience and it made you either adopt a new practice in your business or change something. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let me think about that for a second. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is contract. I got a very, I got I got this lesson a couple of times actually in my business um, with contracts. So like Lenise, I started out where I was doing, um, and I still do, but I started out, how I started my business was, was custom wear, custom clothing. So, you know, a client would be able to come to me, they would um, bring me their ideas, and I, one thing that I told everybody automatically was like, look, I'm, I'm not a seamstress. I do know how to sew. I'm not a seamstress, but I am a designer. So if you come to me with ideas 
understand that this is a collaborative effort. I'm not just going to take the dress that you saw on Instagram and, and remake that for you because that's not my original design. Um, but I say all that to say that, you know, sometimes when you have clients that come to you with a certain scope and mindset already of how they want things to, to be done, um, one thing that I learned is I didn't have contracts. I didn't, I didn't really understand contracts before. So I didn't really have contracts in place. And so I would allow my clients to come back to me 50 times with changes or, um, you know, they wouldn't submit their last payments or just a whole bunch of things happening and falling through the cracks. And it really makes you look at your business and like Lenise says, you have to look at the long term and say, okay, how do I want to feel as a business owner? How do I want my experience? Like, how do I want the experience of my customers to be? And so I had to learn quickly about contracts and um, contractual agreements, how they should be done, making sure everything was legal, and just making sure that my customers also know, like, look, if you come to me, there's a certain ethic and code that needs to be withheld. And I think sometimes um, that, that does fall through the cracks as a creator. Just because we want, we've, we've been uh, bred to believe that the customer is always right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a duality in that. I think, there, I think the customer is right, but the business structure is also right. And you, also, you do have to have a business structure and set in place. Um, it evokes a feeling. It evokes a, sev- a certain level of um, price point for your, for your clients and understanding why they're paying what they're paying what their experience is fully going to be. So, yeah, that's the first thing that comes to mind for me. I think it was contracts. <laughs> gotcha. Perfect. And one last thing. Is there anything that you want to share that inspires or motivates you, um, whether it is a certain, um, as far as like an entrepreneurship journey goes, whether it's um, a, a crystal, a quote, a mantra, a book, um, anything like that? Mm. Okay, so a recent thing that has been coming up for me is that I have everything I need. It's an affirmation. I feel that every single time that I start to feel a little bit down in my business or if I, you know, start to, if I have to meet with my accountant and there are certain things in the red, I just have to say to myself and I whisper it to myself, I have everything I need. Because the truth is, um, and this is something that we talked about too, uh, is that as a business owner you've already had the ideation and so your brain is already creating that vision for you it's already you know um, bringing all those things to life but it takes your body and the work ethic that you have in order to actually bring those things to the surface Um, so understanding and and knowing your own self-worth as a creator that you do have everything that you need it just fundamentally puts you in another space it brings some calm and then understanding, and you can move about your day and do whatever you need to do. Gotcha. Amazing. Thank you so much, Erica, for joining me today. Um, if you just want to throw out like your social media handles, I'll, of course, have them all in the show notes, but just so the people listening can know what they are. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure being and sharing space with you. Um, I love our collaborative efforts, and I think a lot of people are always going to be able to um, flourish from them. 
And you guys can catch me, Eric Appleby, um, on Instagram, Lux Art Tech, all one word, as well as the creative agency. And then my design business is Shop ETA Lux. So you guys will be able to find me on Instagram for sure. Yeah. And make sure you guys check out um, her website as well, where our um, fashion money manual lives, and you guys can shop there. I'll also put a direct yeah. link in the show notes for you guys to check it out, look at it, use a checklist. Um, it's very, very affordable and very, very beneficial. Yeah, and that will live on ericaappleby.com. Perfect. Thank you so much, Erica. You enjoy your evening. You too. Thanks for me. No problem. And as I always say, guys, stay black. Peace out.